Keep it high in here. Keep it high in here. Keep it high in here. There's a fresh encounter. There's a new experience with the Holy Ghost. A time for us today in this house. Woo, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. Like after the appropriate something, I will not. We will not be silent. Church, we will not be silent. Let's get our praise on and lift the roof off this house. We will not let them silence our voice. We will not be silent. We will speak. We will release his word. Come on, church. We will not be silent. We have a voice and we will declare the word of the Lord and the land of the living. We will not be silent. Come on, church. Yes, hallelujah. Praise him. He, he worship praise, church. You got something to praise him about. Just get your praise on. We don't praise him enough. He is worthy. Let's not be silent. Let's praise him. Praise him. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. You may, be, you may be seated. If you can. If you can. Well, what an appropriate song. We will not be silent. They're trying to take away our voice. But we will not be silent. And that is an appropriate song for the word I believe the Lord's given me for the world right now. Not just for us. The word that's going out now is for the body of Christ. Amen? Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is. And I'm stopping right there. We're going to define that. we got to start defining what that is. About a year ago, I preached a message on Luke 18.8. And it was a question given. And the Lord said, will I find faith when I return to the earth? That was over a year ago before the stuff hit the fan. And I, I gave that word, not knowing what was about to be. And boy, what a year after that in 2020. What a year we went through. And that question keeps ringing in my ear and it came up again. How did you and I prevail in 2020? Only you can honestly answer that. In 2019, we're all declaring our faith. We all speak in faith. But now we got challenged in it. And now we really need to really be honest with ourselves. How did we really do in 2020? Where were we in 2020? Were you like the Israelites when the Amalekites came? Did you go in your caves too? Did you submit to, did you yield to the oppression the government wanted to put on you and take the voice from you? Did you submit to and hide in your cave when they told you to be quiet and go back in your cave? See, a lot of people were persecuted in 2020 you didn't even know about. Because most of the people succumb to the oppression of the government. They shut their churches down. 
the pastors who called themselves pastors weren't really rooted and grounded. Where were they when they were needed? These are questions we need to answer. Because I'll tell you, sons and daughters, when the world needed the church, where was the church? And we are that church. Faith is an action. Were we in action? Were we still out there? Were we still obedient to the Word of God and what God declares and what God spoke over us? Where was our faith? So we only we can answer that. And now we're entering into another error. And you better get rooted and grounded in Him. I'm telling you, it's a time to put your faith in action. They're going to try to oppress you. They're going to try to bind you. It's an illegitimate government trying to take over the nation before you. And the first thing you're going to do is shut the church down. I will not be silent. Man, we're going to have to operate in our faith like no other generation. When Jesus said, will I find faith when he returns to the earth? Are you going to be about the Father's business? Is he going to have to really hunt you down to see faith and action coming out of you? See the manifestation and the revelation pouring out of you? Are you going to be hiding in the cave too and doing all that they tell you to do? It's up to you to make that decision. I can't make it for you. A lot of us bragged about our faith. But then all of a sudden there came a lion's den. Where were you? Did that one man up the fire seven times hotter came on you? Where were you? See, these questions you have to answer and be honest with yourself. Because we're going to walk in a place now, we're going to put our faith to action. And people are looking for us. A congregation like this, that the doors are still open, this is a rarity, let me tell you. My son and I travel to a lot of places, and they do not operate in liberty like you. They are bound by the government. They're bound by the rules. They're bound by the regulation. And everything that comes against the Word of God, they're submitting it to it. Where is your witness? Where is your testimony? The world needs you. He doesn't need any more whippy, whiny warriors. Amen? I'm going to even read it. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because there's one scripture that's going to jack you up. Mac, Mark 440. Okay. He asked him, why are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith? Wow. Why are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith? That's the Lord speaking. That's not me. That's in the word. Read the word. My translates it calls you a bunch of cowards. If you're not manifesting, demonstrating, activating, illuminating the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven, I gave you all power and all authority to rule and reign in righteousness. Where are you? I need you. Come out of the cave the world put you in. It's our time to rise up and step out and move out and have a shout and get on the spot when the glory comes out and be no doubt. Come on, church. Where are you? Where are you, cowards? Don't you have any faith? Where are you, cowards? I thought about that. But Daniel, they tried to oppress him. Daniel, don't you dare pray. But see, Daniel had faith. His faith went to action. Whether I live or die, he's going to, pray, he's going to praise his God. See, you, it's going to get down to it. 
that they're going to try to oppress you and shut you down. I don't know about you. You're going to make a decision today. Is your faith in place, the faith that God has for you, the faith that should be in you and manifest through you? Hey, if you're not there, we'll teach you. We'll train you. We'll emanate it before you. We'll demonstrate. We're going to be a living pistol read by all men when everybody else is running to the caves, when everybody else is submitting to and yielding to and surrendering their right to worship their God. Church, they got a bunch of cowards. Boy, a little bit of pressure, just a little bit of pressure. That's all they needed to do. And they scattered like rats. Everybody ran this way and ran that way. And those of us who was crazy enough to still be out there, we got persecuted. What's wrong with you? You're rebellious. You should be in your cave. You should be out there. You're causing the problem. You're spreading the disease. Well, you know, I'll just, I just walk away because if I didn't, I wouldn't be graceful. But I know what the Lord said. When I, the Lord says, when I come back, and now this generation before us and this dispensation about us, how are we going to fare in 2021 with all the pressure that's going to come on you? There's a time to get rooted and grounded in Jesus. This ain't the time to play church. This is a time to be the church. This is a time to be the voice. This is a time to be the witness. This is a time to be the manifestation in this generation more than any generation and demonstrate and activating the anointing God has given you for the plan and purpose God gave you, the authority and the rule of the reign. Genesis 1, 26, so let them, let them have dominion. Let them rule. Let them reign. That's what he's talking to us. We are to be managers of the kingdom of our God on earth as it is in heaven. How are we managing things? How are we doing with things? I see, well, we can answer that, church. And I'm being honest with you. We really got to step it up. Amen. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Are you finding yourself wavering? See, I'm, I'm, I'm asking a lot of questions. I really want you to do inventory today. How are you faring during this time? It's really imperative to really do a self-examination. How am I doing? It's so easy to talk about your faith, but now we're in a season and an error, you're going to have to live it. You're going to be challenged. They're going to try to silence you. But sons and daughters, let us hold fast to our profession of faith. Unmovable, unshakable, no matter what they try to do to you. See, in this country, we don't know what persecution is. I've been blessed to have been in a Ukrainian church. They've been under oppression. They went to jail for it. They were, some of them died for it. In China, they're dying for it. I witnessed these people on their knees, not in beautiful, comfortable chairs like you with air conditioning, the fans, and all the beautiful lights. They're in dirty warehouses on their knees for four and five hours worshiping their God and knowing that any minute somebody's going to come to that door and they're going to spend years in jail. See, that's faith in action. They believe their God. No matter what they tried to do them, no matter how they tried to snuff them out, no matter how they tried to silence them, no matter what they tried to do to them, they abuse them, they beat them, and put them in prison, and they still worship their God. Are we going to do that in America? Are we, do we have that substance in us? 
you really believe the word of God that's in us, the word that's been taught us, the word that's been preached to us, the word that's been released over us, is it a present reality to you, what the Lord has imparted to you, what he destined for you, and what he has for you? See, only you can answer that. This ain't no time to fake it till you make it. It's over. Too many people try to fake it till they make it. It's not over. You can sit here and smile and tell me how great your faith is. All of a sudden, they're going to say, well, there's a fire over there that's going to be seven times hotter, and if you keep praising your God, you're going into fire. You'll say, wow. It'll never get to that, will it? Are we that arrogant to believe that we're above reproach, that we're above being persecuted? Are we above what other churches been through in the world around us? Are we above all of that? You think we're, uh, we're uh, yeah, I don't know what the word is, but you know what? We're going to see it. And I'm not trying to use scare tactics. I'm trying to wake you up to the reality of the hour that you, you're entering into. Now it's a time to start living your faith. Demonstrate your faith. Manifest your faith. Let us. Hebrews 11, let us. Hallelujah. Now faith is the substance things hoped for. Amen. Let us hold fast our profession, our faith, without wavering. For he who is faithful that promised. How many guys gave you a promise? You know what's wonderful about a promise of God? The promise for that down the road. So that when you go into persecution, or when you're down and you're out, you can look up. Because you got a promise to you. He made a promise to Israel. He gave a word for Abraham. He made a promise to him. But how many know they went through persecution? How many of they went through a desert experience? How many of they had to go through a wilderness? Their promise was still there. But you know what? There's a wilderness that we're going to go through. And in that wilderness where he's going to get Egypt out of you, the things that would bind you, he's not going to let you with the promise that he gave you with Canaan in front of you, which is a plan, purpose, and destiny that God has for you, you're not going to able into Cana with the world inside you. So he's got to get the world out of you. So the wilderness that you're going through is to eradicate, eliminate, and annihilate the Egyptian thinking that's in you, which is bondage, which is slavery. You may be free here, but you're not free here. God's trying to get you free here. Amen. You're going through the wilderness. Some you're trying to escape it. You're sitting here in a pew with sand in your shoe. You better get back to the wilderness where God has put you. God ain't through doing what he's got to do through you. Too many of us are still happy to be at Pharaoh's bar and grill and hang out with a few mummies. You still drive by Pharaoh's bar and looking over. You ain't ready. Ooh, Pharaoh bar's looking good tonight. Ooh, they're getting down over there. Yo, I'm just driving by. I'm praying for the place. No, you're lying, snake. You looking at that place. You're going by. Going, I wish I was jammed with my mama over there. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. You like Pharaoh's Bar and Grill. That ain't bad enough. You live in Sinai on the edge with the promise right in front of you. So what are you going to do? It's time to pick up stakes and get on with the promise that God has for you. Forget about Pharaoh's boring grill and the mummies you've been hanging around with. 
because they are not going to help you. They're not going to be there for you. So don't be driving by the place that were familiar to you. If you're driving by places that were familiar to you, that still allure you, then you are not ready to come out of the wilderness. God's got work to do. Amen? He's got work to do. You're not ready. But right now, he's going to get you ready, church. I don't like the wilderness. I'm tired of onions. I'm tired of garlic. Hey, hey, honey, milk and honey's over there. But whatever you eat, that's what you become. If you're still eating onions and garlic, you're still in bondage. Your taste ain't got there yet. You still got a taste of the world in you. There's still bondage in you. And there's no glory going to come out of you. And Cana will never be a reality for you until you let the wilderness do what it's got to do to get out of you what's binding you. Amen? That's up to you. You got to make that decision. Too many people are trying to escape the wilderness. But without that process, you're not going to make it through. So the world's still going to allure you. There's still things in you that God has to get out of you. You're not going to be able to hold fast your confession with sand in your shoes, I promise you. You've got to decide what you're going to do. What are you going to feast on today? Are you going to feast on onions and garlic? Or milk and honey, what God promised you? See, milk and honey speaks about abundance, the sweetness of the Lord. Some of us still have the bitterness of onions and garlic in our mouth because we're still devouring the things of the world coming to church smiling but when you smile we can smell your breath there's garlic on you come on I'm, t I'm, t I'm not I'm not trying to be out I just want to wake you up church we got to get to the reality where we are we've had too many messages that are man be pay me whiny hiney pat you on the back you're going to be all right you're going to make it through that ain't going to help you we got to let the wilderness have its way in us to eradicate the Egyptian thinking, the bondage, the limitations, the boundaries of the world that's still on you needs to come out of you for the dispensation God has placed you for the hour to empower you for what's about to be before you. The church needs to rise up. And there's going to be a lot of shift in the house of the Lord. And there's going to be a lot of shifting going on in your life. And you're about to get your shift on. Amen. I did say shift, okay? I can tell a few of you that weren't listening because I said shift and you said, I lied out. He did not say that in church. <laughs> we got to get it on, church. Hebrews 10 30. Now the just shall live by faith. Think about that, apostle. The just, the righteous of the Lord. See, that's a way of life with them. See, it's. Precious one of the Lord, Jesus laid his hand and said, Come, come follow me. His head's out to you today. He's pulling it. He says, Here I am. Take my hand, come follow me. And I will show you life, and not just life, but life more abundantly. I have a new life for you. I got a cross for you. I put my hand out to you. Come. Come on your heavy laden burden. Come and I will give you rest. He says, come unto me. I got Calvary for you. 
and Calvary is the cradle for something new. See, cradle means a new movement, a purpose to its original tent that God had for you. But it starts at Calvary, and that's the cradle where you no longer live, but Christ lived a new life that he promised becomes evident in you. He says, here I am. I put my hand out to you. I got an abundant life for you. I got life more abundantly for you. But you must come follow me, the cross before me. See, the cross is the place of starting for all of you. So you got to receive the seed and conceive the purpose that God has for you. As the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, today he wants to overshadow you. Are you ready to conceive, receive the seed for purpose and destiny God has for you? The Holy Spirit's brewing over you. And God's inviting you to receive the seed of destiny and purpose that he has for you. To come out of the former things that bound you, the former things that allure you, still driving by the places that used to be so happy for you. But really, they were a nightmare, but you're still living a nightmare, not the dream. There's so much I want to share. I'm just going to rattle for the next three hours, but, but at least when I leave here, you're going to get something. Amen? I see a lot of people trying to sneak up their phones and watch us. Oh, yeah. You can see them back, assist. Oh, they kind of be slick about it. But if you knew the hour, if it, was a, if it was your present reality, you knew where we were going. This is boot camp. If you don't get it here in boot camp, when you get out there with the war, you're not going to make it through, I promise you. This is where you learn to do what you need to do to get sanctified by the blood of the Lamb and get rid of junk inside of you and let the wilderness be eradicated from you and the bondage stinking that's in you. See, God gave you an extra measure of grace in the wilderness. He was gracious to them. He was showing his love for them. He was showing his passion for them. He tolerated them 40 years. Do you know that was only a 40-day journey? You look on a map and study, it would only have taken 40 days. So I started thinking about 40 days. Huh, Jesus was in the desert how long? 40 days. So don't tell me it can't be done. He came with all the grief and sorrow. He was acquainted with all of that we went through. He went to the wilderness too, but he did what he was supposed to do. And in 40 days, he came through with the power of Jehovah all over him, I promise you. 40 days, he did it. And 40 also means a new generation. See, we're in a new generation. We're in a new dispensation. We're not going to do church the way we did church anymore. There's going to be a spirit of spontaneity you hit the house. And you may come Sunday morning thinking you're going to get a meal, but you're going to be worshiping God for 24 hours. Because all of a sudden, the Shekinah glory is just going to fill the house. The presence of the Lord is going to fill the house. The breaker anointing is going to come on the house. And His holy presence is going to fill this place. Are you ready for that? See, God wants to take you to a new level today of faith. You have to have that expectancy in you. To receive the seed of purpose that God has for you. You're going to align yourself with what God's about to do in the nation before you. Church, you need to get ready. How did you do in 2020? That's all I will say to you. Only you can be honest with yourself. How was your faith in 2020 when they told you and they bound you and took things from you?
How did you fare with that? I wonder how many phone calls the apostle got during that year. I don't think the numbers go that high. I'm just saying. I've had my apostle. I bet the phone was ringing off the hook. But praise God, you were faithful and true. They could not bind you. They could not hinder you. They could not stop you. They could not silence you. And the crew that stood with you, God bless you. I praise God for you that you stood and you were not being silent. And you took a stand against a nation that tried to oppress you. That tried to bind you. But the faith rose up in you. Righteous indignation came out of you. And you defied them to try to stop you from worshiping your God. That's what I'm talking about. That's faith. That's faith. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back from me, wow, my soul have no pleasure in him. You imagine how, how that breaks his heart? He gave you every good and perfect gift, James 1.17. He gave you everything. He was a life lesson in session. He fulfilled his call for you. Went all the way to Calvary. And when they beat him, rejected him, abused him, spit on him. But he had you in mind the whole time. For the purpose and a plan of his father just for you. Calvary was nothing for him. Because he saw all of you coming through. But I can imagine how it broke his heart. When there was a few that went the other way instead of followed him through. Sons and daughters, if we want to bless him and honor him. Then sons and daughters, we need to stand up for him. Amen. Amen. We need to honor him. No matter what they're going to try to do to us. No matter how they try to silence us. And we, we might be singing that song on and on. We will not be silent in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. Let his face shine upon you. Come on, we can sing that song to eternity. But let it get, not just sing it, not just, but let it become your present reality. Not just this is not another message. Oh, that's just another good message. Then you're missing what I'm saying to you. This is a wake-up call. I'm trying to wake you up, to jack you up, to mess you up, to set you up, to move you up, to move you out, and do what you're called to do. If I got to wrap it, I'll wrap it too. I got to get through to awaken you for the destiny, the plan, the purpose, and the anointing that God has for you for the hour to be in power for a nation before you that needs you. Come on, Joe. We need to get excited about Jesus. We've been quiet too long. Hallelujah. Hebrews 3, 4, we are what? Partakers of Christ. And we're partakers of Christ. And as he is, so are we. And Jesus wasn't a coward. Daniel was not a coward. Shadrach, Deshach, and Abednego were not a coward. David was not a coward. And David was only a little ruddy guy. Stand against the giant. So what giant standing before you? What giants defy in you? Who's trying to bind you? You with the anointing of Jesus Christ in his likeness, in his image, as he is, so are you. So what giant today is standing in front of you? What mountain is trying to stop you? It's time to get righteous indignation in you with the faith and the anointing that's on you and declare that mountain down before you and the giant that's trying to stop you for the intent and plan and purpose of a destiny that God has for you. But you have been given power and authority to call that thing out in the name of Jesus and so declare what the saith the Lord get the word in you and declare that word and prophesy the word and release that word and let's start changing this nation amen, amen. hallelujah we are partakers of Christ if we want whole 
from the beginning of our confidence. Church, we could be very confident this hour. You, you, got, you can't be insecure in this hour. It's a time to be insecure. Your confidence is not in me. Your confidence is not in an apostle. Your confidence is not in the leadership. Your confidence better be in him. You need to get rooted, grounded in him. And you know if your person's confident, they carry themselves a certain way. They don't walk around the honey dragon like, oh, woe is me. We got another battle to go through. That ain't confidence. That's just a bunch of whiny heinies. That's why I said it in church. Get over your bad self. Amen. But I'm trying to get it in you. Be confident about you. Carry yourself in dignity. Carry yourself in authority. You are managers and stewards of the kingdom of our God on earth as it is in heaven. We're a satellite church of Jesus Christ. We're the, we got the kingdom of God here. The kingdom of authority is here. The kingdom rule is here. My kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6, 10. His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. This needs to be a manifestation of, a demonstration of, an activation of, the illumination of, the kingdom of heaven on earth as in heaven. The unseen, on the scene, making the scene, by the scene, on the scene, from the unseen. Come on. Somebody better get it. Somebody better get it. You ain't going to go to sleep today. I ain't going to let you sleep. I want you to get this in you. I want to awaken you. Oh, sleeper, wake up. We had no time for cowards in the house of the Lord. This is not time for it. This is a, this is a late hour. Wow. But we got to hold fast to our confession. Confident. How many are confident today? Amen. And no, you're not. Don't be ashamed. Don't raise your hand because somebody else raised their hand. This is a time to be dishonest with ourselves. Let's be honest with ourselves. I want that confidence. And say, Lord, I want that. I really don't have that confidence, Lord. I don't know what will happen when persecution faces me. Lord, I don't really know how I'm going to respond because, Lord, I didn't take the time to be with you. I did not let the wilderness get Egypt out of me. I didn't take the time to do what you've asked me to do. I try to sidestep you. I try to shortcut the process that you're trying to take me through. And now all of a sudden, the fire is seven times hotter. Lord, I don't know what to do. We might need some more time in the wilderness. There's Egypt still in you. Church, we really need to get a hold of it. We, we've been, Church of America has been playing church long enough. There's no fruit, no weapons of a kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. They got their religious systems. They got their indoctrination of man. They got the theology of man. But you know what? It didn't bring them through. The doors were shutting all over around you and the nation before you. Pastors were running to and throw. You couldn't find a good pastor if you had to because they were in a cave with the crew. Man, that's just so sad, man. They're all hanging out and having some onions and leek and all that other jazz and, and garlic, man. They're eating a little pot of soup and woe is me and having a old party in all their caves. That's cave is to come up, we're going to have to be in their grave, amen? But see, you've got to decide what you're going to do. You're going to make it through the desert? You're going to make it through the wilderness? There was a whole generation that would not let Egypt out of them. They kept holding on to the former things. They let it bind them. They let it enslave them. They could not see the miracles, the signs, the wonders. They forgot about the Red Sea crossing. They forgot about coming out of Egypt. They forgot about coming out of bondage. And what happened to them? They never got to the promised land. 
See, God wants you to get into your promised land, Cana. But you can't go into Cana with Egypt in you. That's why he wants to get Egypt out of you so you can go into Cana, the promised land that he promised you for the purpose and destiny that he ordained for you. That's why you need to go to Cross of Calvary, the cradle for you, for a new movement, for the purpose of plan and destiny, for its original tent that God had for you. But it starts at Calvary where the self-life in you gets crucified before you and there's no more self-life, but now your self-life has a sanctified life because the cross had its way in you. Amen? Wow. Thank you, Jesus. James 1, 6. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. And even, like I said, I praise God for prayer words in this house. They don't play. They know how to pray. Amen. They, 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 get, they get it on. And when they declare something, when they decree something, they don't need to see a manifestation. They don't need the Holy Ghost goosebumps. They don't need all that jive jumping around and screaming and shouting. They just speak it. He said, just speak the word. Just speak the word. Jesus, just speak the word and it's done. He says in Isaiah 65, I might be, I might be 64, but it says, while you were yet speaking, I had already answered you. It was already done. Jeremiah 13 said, you calling me? And he said, now what? I will answer you, do what? Show you great mighty things you don't know. And they're all promises. So when you pray, you pray from a place of authority. You don't come as a beggar or with the Egyptian spirit in you. You come with the authority of Christ inside you, with the hope of glory in you, with all power and authority that's been ordained for you. When you come before the throne, you declare with thus saith the Lord, and I promise you, he's faithful and true. When you bring forth that word, things will happen for you. Amen? So we got to get learn how to pray, church. Maybe we have to teach you how to pray with power and authority, not these whiny, honey prayers. Lord, if it's your will, help me, Jesus. Boy, that tears me up. I want to strangle somebody when I hear that. They don't know who they are. They're still out in the wilderness. They still got sand in their shoes. They don't know what to do. They're lost. They can't help you. They don't know their authority, the rule, the reign that God has given them. Isaiah 9, 6. The government was on his shoulder. The word government is Mizra to dominate, to rule, and reign. And that mantle is on you. That authority is in you. The power is inside you. That anointing is on you to start declaring what the Lord says and declare his word. Prophesy his word. You speak his word and you know it's going to manifest. It don't happen to happen your way. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't know why I'm going to bring up this incident happened at church many years ago. I know my faith gets tested all the time, too. I'm in a congregation, about 120 people, supposed to be Pentecostal. The praise and worship is from 1700. They still had cobwebs on it. And they're sitting there, bringing in the sheep. I said, Lord, is there a door I can run out? I lied. I'm going to run. Maybe you got more faith than I have. But they're sitting there, banking in the cheap. No smile. They've all been baptized in pickle juice. I said, Lord, I, I don't want to preach in this church. I'm out of here, man. God ain't letting me out. He, he's got a sense of humor. If that ain't bad enough, We'll have the man speak. 
I said, man, this can't get any worse. Then there's a silence over the church. And I'm standing there in silence like, can, can I leave now, Lord? I'm supposed to be dead, but I'm, I'm, I'm twitching. Something going on. Then in all that dead sound, I heard click, click, click. I went, oh, it's so loud, it's deafening. Here comes Grandma down the aisle, inch by inch in a wheelchair. I said, man, don't tell me, Lord. She's going to come down here and think she's going to get healed. <laughs> there ain't no anointing on me right now. It done, it done left the house. It, my faith done left the house, okay? I'm just telling you like it is. And it must have took about 20 minutes. It felt like a year. Click, click. Oh, I just want to die. Like Elijah, kill me now, Lord. I'm all right. Kill me now. She finally gets up front. She's standing in front of me. I said, what do you want? She says, you're stupider than I thought. I said, what do you want? Are you blind? I said, what do you want? She said, you must be stupid. I said, come on. You got to, what do you want, Grandma? Why did you come up here? She got up out of that chair and started cussing me out. But she got healed. You know what me? You know it was him. I wasn't there, baby. I already left the house. She got healed in spite of that. She got up out of the chair and started working me over. Now all of a sudden she realized she was standing. Of course, we had a little faith in the house then. I started praying for people. And all of a sudden I realized there ain't nobody in the house. They got their prayer and out they went. There was a note in the door on my way out. The switches for the lights are over here. And here's a little check. Thank you for being here. I left the check and left the lights on and said, see ya, I'm out of here. But see, you're going to have that kind of moments where you better know who you are. You may not feel like your faith. You may not feel like you're anointed. But you know what? You're appointed. And you are there. The anointing will flow through you. It ain't about what you feel. It's about what you know and what's in you and God ordained for you and the authority given you. No matter what you feel, I don't care if hell's breaking loose. You got it settled. Whether I live or die, I'm going to serve him. You're not going to silent me. You're not going to scare me. Because my faith is in him. You can't take that from me. Amen? And we start praying like that, you're going to see some radical things happen in the house of the Lord. We've got to submit ourselves to this. We, when we get together, to all together, together, we better learn how to pray. Even on Sunday mornings before you come in here, you better have worship going on in that car. You better be praising your God on the way to the house of the Lord. Psalm 122, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many were really glad to be here today? Or you came because that's what you do on Sunday morning. Is that what you do? That's why you came? Did you come expecting? Did you come believing? I'm telling you, God wants to do miracles in here today. There are many of you afflicted in body, and God said, I want to heal you. I want to deliver you. And he said, just speak the word. Send forth my word, and I healed your disease. If you're sick today, God said, receive his word. He said, I'll heal you. I'll deliver you. I'll take each of you. Ooh, come on, church. Praise your Lord this morning.
Somebody praise God this morning. Hallelujah. We will rise up. We're going to rise up in the name of the Lord. We're going to declare the word in the land of the living. We are the sons of the Most High God. We have power. We have authority. And today I release anointing on you of faith that moves mountains. Come on, church. Father, just bless, just bless this house, Lord. Bless this house. You're healed, sons and daughters. No more onions and garlic for you. It's time to get the sand out of your shoes. It's time to stop passing by the place that used to be so familiar to you. It's time to release the former things and let all things become new. I'm the God of right now. I am Jehovah in the midst of you. I'm the God of this present moment. I am in the midst of you. I want to heal you. I want to set you free from Egypt. I want to get the Egypt out of you. I want my word to get in you. I want my life to manifest through you. I want my life to be evidence in you, to the world around you. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know if there's one that wants to give their life to the Lord today. You are welcome to come up to this altar. If you want on our live stream, you can call our church at 860-296-2323. And there's some operators standing by that will pray with you. Um, general prayer, specific prayer, or the prayer of salvation and comfort. Give us a call, 860-296-2323. We look forward to hearing from you. If you were in this building today and you were blessed, just give the Lord a mighty shout of glory because this is the day that the Lord has made, a triumphant day, a day of transition, a day that when God has decided to do some things in the earth, it's just such a, it's a new beginning of so many things for us. So many new things that are going on. And uh, I, there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about, do you see it? It's already happening. And I keep hearing that scripture over and over in the spirit that even as we speak today, it's already been released and it's going to be a continual release. It's already done. Do you see it? What text is that in? I thought it was Jeremiah. Is it Isaiah? Isaiah 23? What is it? Is that the one? Because there's different translations. Look it up for me. I want to give it to you. I want you to... Isaiah 43 and 19 reads... Now, come on, prophet. Isaiah 43 and 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now shall it spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. That's the promise of God. Get that scripture in your Bible. Put it in your memo. Write it in your home. There's already something new that is springing forth. And it's different for each and every one of us. But it is already happening now. Amen. Is there anyone in the house that is in the need of prayer? You can lift your hand where you are. We will have someone come and pray with you. Amen. 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 There's a few hands going up. What we'll do is we're going to ask that you guys come to the front because it's a little more packed in here than I realized sitting down. And then we'll have someone meet you up here while we release the rest of the congregation. So everyone, if you're comfortable with it, come on and make your way up to the front of the church and we'll have someone to come and pray with you. I didn't realize we were this packed today, so I don't know how anybody's going to get back here <laughs> through this crowd. But come on. 
Come on. It is. That was our theme since last year. To me, it's a prophetic declaration over the church as abroad. It hit this house so heavily when that scripture came forth. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hello, Sterling, Minister Caritha's son. Come on over here. Amen. Is there anyone else as we get ready to close this portion of the service, if you're in the need of prayer, to make your way up here to this altar? Is there one here in the room that wants to give their life to the Lord? You can lift your hand up in the air. We're going to pray with you as well. If there's one in here today that's looking for discipleship and you want to be a part of the Apostles' House, you can slip your hand up in the air. We will have Minister Katrina come with you, and she will begin to minister and get your information from you. Amen. Amen. Good. All hearts and minds clear. Thank you, Lord. After we close out this benediction, if you have a seed that you would like to sow into Apostle Bill's life, I'm going to ask that you come up. Apostle Bill, if you can just stay there a little longer after service. And um, anyone who wants to sow a seed, you can send it through the church. We will give him all the offerings from this weekend before he leaves here. If you'd like to give him cash, you can bring that to the front as well. Here she comes. Stand up towards the center aisle here. Perfect, perfect. Go up a little bit further. Awesome. Thank you very much. still being ministered to here at the altar there's another portion of our anniversary program that we need to handle but we're going to move it to next Sunday and that is when we acknowledge the different committees ministries and departments of the Apostles House we'll move it till next Sunday so if you haven't been in the building you're not in here today and you are part of an auxiliary make sure you come on next week we have some blessings and some gifts and some things for you so be in the building next week and we will honor the different committee, administration, ministry, and departments of the Apostles' House. For all of those who are in your seats, we're going to close up the service so that they can continue to move under this opening portal of healing 
and deliverance that is happening in this place. Father, as we begin to leave this place, this building, the church in us, the church that we are when we come together, will not be silent. We touch and agree now, Father, we decree to not just this nation, but beyond borders. Father, beyond everything that is going on traumatically, everything that is evolving, everything that is happening in this earth, that God and his church, his bride, will not be silent. That people will begin to turn from their wicked ways, Father. That people will begin to have divine impartations, revelations, and encounters with the living God. And they will look for a church to attend. Father, we pray that there will be more satellite churches in the earth that are not afraid of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That your prophets will be ready and deployed to minister the voice of the Lord, that your pastors will be there to introduce them to a community that lives better and lives holy for God, that the teachers will be ready to indoctrinate the kingdom of God and his message to the new believers, that the apostles will be ready to slay the gods and the nations that try to come to quiet the church. And we also for the evangelist to be ready to always have an exhortation and not just the offering of salvation, but an offering of healing and deliverance to the people. We thank you, God, for what you're doing with the fivefold and beyond so that the earth will begin to recognize all of the gifts that you set in place so that your church can be empowered and powerful. We give you glory now for each and every person that has been in with us today or on live stream. We bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to go in peace. We'll see you on Tuesday night Bible study and next Wednesday for Sunday for continuation of our anniversary service. God bless you all in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, if you have an offering for Apostle Bill, you can come up to the front. You can sow it by cash app and we'll also get it to him. 